Indigo Studio, a Chicago-centric show. The place where it starts, covering today's topics, new authors, pop culture, trending topics, and of course, politics. Our topics are engaging, controversial, and authentic. This is where real talk takes place. We are going to bring it out with a fresh perspective, a hip view as we just talk about. Indigo Studio presents real conversation about topics of the day. Hermine Hartman and Shannon Peoples are the co-hosts, and we welcome you to Indigo Studio. Hi, I'm Hermine Hartman with another edition of Indigo Studio. Did you know, according to the National Women's Business Council, there are over 1.5 million black women-owned businesses in the United States. And we're going to talk to some of them today. Black women are the most educated segment within the United States population and among the fastest growing group of entrepreneurs. It's excellent news, right? However, We are still not where we should be. Qualifications, talents, and of course, money. We're being overlooked. Black women employ 376,000 workers, generating $51.4 billion in revenue. And today, it's about women entrepreneurs, black women entrepreneurs. My dear friend, Melody Spann Cooper, is an author of a new book, The Girlfriend's Guide to Closing the Deal. Melody herself is a second-generation business owner and reigns over Midway Broadcasting, better known WVON Radio. She's one of few black women to own a radio station in this country. And her book is not theory, it's based on her business experiences and she shares with women the real deal. Lessons not necessarily taught in the business school. And joining us for the discussion is Jay Slaughter, a brand strategist who left corporate America to start her own enterprise, and Franzie Bordeaux-Griffin, who, along with her artist husband, recently opened up a beautiful design showroom on Chicago's South Side, featuring her very own collection, the Bordeaux Collection. Ladies, welcome, and thank you for being with us today as we talk about business. Melody, you and I talk about this all the time, and you put it all in a book. What inspired you to write this book? You. (laughs) (laughs) Well, first of all, uh, before we get started, I just want to compliment you. Hermie, you and I have been friends for at least 20 years. At least You've been a tremendous mentor to me, and I've watched you talk about uh, having a show like this for many years. Here we are. And uh, through everything, you finished, you completed you completed your task in this. And for that, you need to be commended. Completion is huge in business. And uh, I've watched you, everything you put your mind to, you eventually do it. And you too. And that's powerful. Well, I just said you mentored me. Because we got to so. start. But if you don't finish what you what start. You, what, what you're starting for, right? And you know what, Melody? Mm. We, I read the book. And like you said, we've been friends for a long time. And we talk about everything. Men, cooking, mothers, fathers, yeah. and so forth. But there were some things I learned in the book that I didn't know. Mm. And we were so similar. We're yeah. both daddy's girls. That's right. And our fathers really both raised us to be business people. That's right. And we both have some wonderful relationships with our mothers, but different. Different. That's right. But different. So tell us what really inspired you to write the book and what you want women to know from the book. So the book actually... Um, the inspiration for the book came from a speech that I made, Hermine, two years ago uh, for an organization called NABO, which was the National Association of Women Business Owners. And, you know, you and I, we, we can get through the south and west sides of Chicago seamlessly, right? 
Uh, this was the first time that I went in a room of all white business women owners and delivered a speech. And I was a little nervous, I have to admit that, because I'd never played in a room like that. But what I figured out is what we go through, they go through. Mm -hmm. uh, there is a tremendous commonality in women business, uh, businesses and entrepreneurship and leadership. Um, and after the speech, women stood in line for two and a half hours to talk to me about uh, my remarks. And they kept saying, you got to put this in a book. You got to put this in a book. And one of the last one was Robin Beeman, who we all know, uh, a PR a guru here in the city of Chicago. And she came up and she said, oh, you're going to write this book. And then that's where it started. It took me two hours and I poured everything. I poured everything I had into this book. And when as I was going through it, it was cathartic for me. But you know what was important? That I that it reached you guys, that it reached other women. That's the girlfriend's part. That's the girlfriend's part. And it's done in a very informal way. And these, the things that we kind of deal with in this book, Hermine, are things people may be afraid to ask because mm, you assume people should know these things. Mm -hmm. you, um, you talk about something that your mother taught you. Mm -hmm. Queen of the circle yes, that you learned yes. in high school. Yes. What's queen? Now, your, your, Melody's father's Purvis Ban, a very well known a uh, person in Chicago who was a music promoter. And so in her household, we've seen James Brown growing yeah. up. We've seen all the stars, Aretha Franklin, B.B. King. We've seen the stars. Yes. But your mother, Lovey, taught you something about being queen of the circle. Talk um, about that. Sure. A mother who uh, her job was to just take care of her children. I learned so much from a woman who never was in corporate, right? Uh, when I was growing up, as Hermine said, uh, we went, uh, I had concert tickets to see the Jackson Five. I always had tickets to good seats to the best shows, right? And so the Jackson Five were, were coming, right? And if you think there was Beatlemania, you have not seen <laughs> Beatlemania till you went to the amphitheater to see the Jackson Five. At, at my expo. At your expo. That's at right. That push put on, down right? the door. That's right. Built for cows and pigs. <laughs> tore it down completely. Yep. So here comes the Jackson Five and Daddy got us uh, box seats. It was 10 seats. So I got to take 10 of my girlfriends, right? Oh, and for two weeks I did. I got everything I wanted. Chocolate, milk, anything I wanted from these girls because everybody wanted to go see the Jackson Five. So after the concert, we went and my mom got two carloads of us and went to dinner. We had the whole experience. Two, three days later, I'm sitting there, and that was the biggest night of my life, I thought, right? And I'm talking to her about it. And she said, Melody, she said, uh, I was telling her about the experiences that the girls had, had, had had. And she said, when you become the queen of your circle, it's time to find a new circle. And I'm like, well, well what does that mean? She said, I want you to find somebody to take you to see the Beatles. And what she basically was telling me was, expand, get out of your comfort zone where you're the queen, where everybody is, oh, great melody. Oh, you are so wonderful. Go somewhere where you are not the head honcho. That's where the growth is. And when you go there and you see what others have and the experiences of other people, guess what? Makes you want more. You grow. Right? You grow. That's your growth. And so when we think about our relationships, because, um, you know, we are 360 degree people. So when you think about business, you have to think about people who you associate with. Who's your circle? Who do you talk to about your dreams and your aspirations? And if everybody is only leaning on you to figure out what to get done or, well, what do you think about this? 
There's no growth there. As a matter of fact, you start getting depleted. You start getting drained. So who do you go to 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 talk about your dreams and what should be done and how it should be done? And your problems. That's and your it. Challenges and that's what and she stuff. talked about. That's what she meant in the Queen. Of What's the your biggest challenge in business? What has been as you reflect what has been the biggest challenge? Because you've had mentors. I've had, I've had so many challenges. You, you can't be in business without challenges. Every day. Every day. And so I don't know if there is a big one. I really don't know what that big There's one is. There's not a keystone? No. You know, people will say money. I don't want to talk about money in business because we'd all be out of it. At some point, an entrepreneur will get to the point where these dollars are not making sense for the work that we're putting in That's right. and the results we may be getting. But what I know for sure is business ebbs and it flows, right? So I don't talk about money as a big challenge. I think as, as business continues to evolve, you'll have many challenges. And it's not the challenges that becomes important. It becomes, uh, what becomes important is, is what you do in that moment of challenge. What is the decision you make on how to handle the challenge? Because a real entrepreneur knows I got to handle the challenge. Yeah. You know? I got to solve this. Absolutely. Melody. How are you today? I'm wonderful, Shannon. That's good. I've really enjoyed reading your book. Now, I have a question for you. Yes. In your book, you made a very, very powerful statement yes. to women. You said, women, you must own your power. It is a muscle that needs to be built. Yes. That was that was just, that yes. got me. I mean, that floored me. I had to read it a couple of times right. just to really let it sink in. I want you to go into detail about that. So, um, you know, I uh, assumed uh, leadership at my parents' company, my dad's company at a very young age. I was 30 years old and the third largest broadcast market in the country. So imagine um, me, Shannon, sitting in a lot of these meetings with men who were older, more established, had, had a lot of experience under their belt. And I felt powerless. I felt insecure. I felt I had nothing to contribute. And you can, although I was college educated and a lot of other things, but I think it's also how we're kind of brought up. Number one is women and is African-American women. It's it, you get to a, you, you, you mature to your voice as an African-American woman. Right. Um, That's and powerful. Mature, you do, you to, mature your to your voice as an African-American woman. And I just think about those times when there was opportunity for me to really contribute. For, because I would sit at these tables often and I know the answers. I knew I could contribute. I knew I had something to contribute and I would say nothing. But you powerless. but you were not only with men who were like older in your father's peers, but these were also people who had trained you up the ranks. They had trained me. I had watched them. I had watched them run the ABC uh, outlet in Chicago. Right. And here I am, 30 years old, sitting at a table right with men, not that they imposed this on me. But here's my thinking. I'm usually their secretary. I'm the receptionist at their shop. You know, where, how, who was I to have this power? You, you, so you're saying you, in your minds, you were thinking they were looking at you as a woman. It was me. Saying, what does she have to contribute? But also as a kid. Right. Mm -hmm. Also, because right. she was, she was, she was. Because you started very young. I did. Mm -hmm. I did. And you started from the bottom up. I did. And, and That's very smart. This. Learn the business from the basement up. I did. And I knew the business. I really did have some things to contribute. When I think about it, but I felt powerless in doing it. I want you to find your voice because guess what? People who are sitting around their table is as insecure as you are. Absolutely. Right. They, they don't know the answers to it all. The difference is they They're approach it from confidence. It. That's right. Mm -hmm. So what, what could possibly be wrong with you contributing? 
There is something that is so deeply rooted in me uh, about survival uh, of a business. Now, it doesn't make a person who doesn't have it wrong. It doesn't. It doesn't make any of my siblings, any people who choose to go into corporate wrong. It's just something that is, um, and you have it, um, that is just so undeniable that's in it. What is it? I have it, but my father was uh, a Pepsi-Cola pioneer. My right. father was soft drink. Pepsi-Cola was built on the south side of Chicago by Herman Hartman, my dad. But my dad, and I knew the business. I can fill up a, I can still fill up a pop machine. I can still go sell pop. <laughs> I can still take in the... In sleep. Oh, yeah, I can do it. But he knew as I got to be a teenager, this is not a woman's business. Mm. And his philosophy was you should be able to do what you do in your business. Well, delivering pop, I could have it delivered, but I couldn't sling those cases. Right. And he thought you will know business, but I don't know if you will inherit this business or not because it's a different. It's not a woman's business. But what did you get from that experience Everything. that helped you? Everything parlay into your business. How to sell. So we have to go to break. And when we come back from break, we're going to talk to Franzi Bordeaux about her magnificent line of furniture, li just lifestyle. And Miss Sauter just about beautiful. branding. That's right. Got to sell, you got to right. brand. We'll be back. Stay close, okay? What are we doing to save money? We talked to ComEd. Why? They're helping us lower our energy costs. How? They provide incentives to complete energy-saving projects. What else? They help us find ways to save energy that we haven't even thought of. Save energy and money, like a boss, with the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program. Keep up the good work. Look at what's all new at McDonald's. Try the new sweet and savory chicken McGriddles, made with the crispy chicken filet and the sweet taste of maple. Or get the McChicken Biscuit with crispy tender chicken and a warm flaky biscuit. Now get either for just $1.69 each or mix and match two for $3. Try a whole new morning routine and double up the goodness. Wake up breakfast with McDonald's. Welcome back to Indigo Studio. We're glad you can join us. Now, before we went to break, we were going to talk to Franzi Bordeaux, lifestyle guru. How are you, Franzi? Doing great. You've been uh, shown in Architectural Digest, Palm Beach Illustrated, just to name a few illustrious magazines. How would you just describe your style model and what designers influenced you? Well, I don't really look after other designers. I think about my clients. How did you get into the designing of, I bet you're probably one of few women in the entire world designing a stove and refrigerators and bathtubs, bathtubs and, and gold toilets. toilets. <laughs> Same thing. Uh, a lot of times, you know, you have a client and they want to get the most beautiful things, but they don't have the budget. And I wanted to create a line that they still can get these things and not to have to break the bank. So that's how I got started. I wanted, you know, a, a line that was sophisticated, but yet affordable enough for, for everyone, everyone. everyone so to enjoy. I'm so happy to see your showroom, period. Thank but you. But I'm elated to see your showroom on the south side. 
of Chicago. That is just it was it has been my dream for a long time to create something like this. I think it's I think it's a wonderful idea that you put it on the south side. So, Miss Slaughter, you had a, an experience and this happens to a lot of us. You had a negative experience as you were working in corporate and that inspired you to go into business. Tell us what happened. Thank you. Um so I was working at an air, a airline in 2011, mm-hmm. and um, my boss, he had came over and said something to me that was racist. So I had to make a decision. Either I was going to snap on him and lose my flight benefits, or I was going to <laughs> go to the washroom and calm myself down. So I chose to go to the washroom, calm myself down. I had tears rolling down my face, negative $450 in my bank account, living downtown above my means in a high rise, driving a BMW, trying to impress people who really didn't even like me. And uh, here I am, I'm in the washroom and tears rolling down my eyes. And I say, you know what? I am beautiful. I am not what he just said, but I am an entrepreneur. I am successful. I am endless possibilities. I just kept on saying, I am, I am, I am. And midpoint for me walking out of the bathroom, God spoke to me and he said, create a collection of I am's. And it's not to speak to where you are, but where you're going. But my mental capacity at the time thought create a clothing collection. I didn't know he meant create a collection of businesses that had to do with I am. The Johnny Coleman teaching. The most powerful thing you can say is I am, because if you say I am, then you become. That's right. So you created a clothing line. So from that point, because I mental capacity at that time, I thought, OK, well, let me call my brother. He was the marketing director for Nike at the time. I'm like, I have this great idea. What do you what should I do? He was like, let's put on T-shirts um, so that we can get the brand out there. But I knew I'm like, I don't even wear T-shirts, you know, like. He's like, but this is going to be the great marketing way to get your name out there. So that's what I did. I started with a T-shirt line. My pastor, Pastor John Hand at the time, bought 20,000 shirts for the church. 20,000. 20, like. That was amongst your first orders? Once one of my first orders. And he passed them out to the He was selling them at the church. Yep, he he bought bought them and sold them at the church. He is so supportive. Yeah, he supported me. He was one of the first people that I told. And he was like, I'm going to pray on this. 20,000. 20,000 members. We better go see him. Right. And so he prayed and covered it. And so then I said, you know what? It's not enough for me to just be doing this. So fast forward, I went into wanting to help other people because at that time I didn't know how to do business. I'm I'm in corporate. I didn't know how to start a business. Negative four hundred fifty dollars. And five months later, I'm launching. So like something I knew something was in me to teach. Sisterhood, we got to take a break and then we'll be don't go away. We'll be right back. Look at what's all new at McDonald's. Try the new sweet and savory chicken McGriddles made with the crispy chicken filet and the sweet taste of maple. Or get the McChicken biscuit with crispy tender chicken and a warm flaky biscuit. Now get either for just $1.69 each or mix and match two for $3. Try a whole new morning routine and double up the goodness. Wake up breakfast with McDonald's. Save energy and money, like a boss, with the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program. Keep up the good work. 
I have a question, and then I really want you all to dialogue with Melody and ask a question, because I know you both read the book. But here's my one question, and it is to Francie and to Melody. You all are married, and your husbands are also in your businesses. How does that work for you? Actually, it works perfect for me. Um, when we got married 12 years ago, I was here in Chicago and not knowing anybody but him. So I stole all of his clients. <laughs> but um, Your husband's an artist. Yes, an he's incredible artist. Talented. Yes, very, very talented. But uh, we, we work well together. And your businesses complement each other. Yes, definitely. We, we travel together. We check our schedule. So when he has to be somewhere... You know, I can be with him, and when I have to be somewhere, he can be with me. And it works pretty well for us. And then we're both tired, so we don't have to have any argument. Where were you all? <laughs> That's great. I love that. Melody, how's it work for See, you? See, it's perfect for me. My husband is an entrepreneur as well, as you know her. I mean, mm -hmm. he was an entrepreneur before he came uh, uh, into the company. And uh, back in 2008, 2009, uh, if it was not for Pierre coming into the company, I don't know if the company would have made it. Uh, he is an incredible uh, salesman. Uh, people love him. I mean, he's just got one of those kind of personalities that attracts. Right. And mm -hmm. the company has grown because he's there with me now. Uh, and as I venture off to do some other things like this book, he's that steady force uh, that's there in the company. So I, Franzie, I agree 110 percent. Jay, you had some questions for Melody. Okay, yes, I have a lot of no, questions, I, but I know we don't have a lot of time. Call me <laughs> after this, Jay. We're going to stay in touch. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. So how, how do you stop from giving up? Mm, that's a good question. Wow. How do you like you when you really want to throw in a tile and you, you just how do you how do you stop? You know what's So that's powerful. And everybody can probably share this. And, and that's just not a, a lesson for business. Life will can deal you some blows that will knock the wind out of you. In fact, it can it will deal you some blows. Right. And so you have a choice. Right. And you have a choice on whether you're going to get up or you're going to stay in that bed, right? And what I knew for sure is, and my, my lowest point probably in business came when everybody, a lot of people did, which was in the recession. Because I had experienced my largest growth and then the world collapsed. And I was totally depleted. I wanted to walk one time. Let me tell you, I'm a Catholic. I wanted to go walking on the lake and fall in the old river, and then it wouldn't be suicide. It was just, you know what, she walked into the, you, I mean, you know, things you think you can't come from. So what you have to know for sure is that at your lowest point, somebody's rooting for you, that you will come back, that there is tomorrow. We're starting to uh, near our close, but I want to do a quick rapid-fire question before okay. we go. So I want everyone to tell me in 10 seconds, where do you see your business or your brand in the next five, six, seven years in the future? Great. Start with you, Melody. Yeah. Um, I see my business and brand being run by someone uh, who has some fresh eyes and fresh ears. I see a TV component, and I really do see me um, uh, taking this book and 
who I am and where I am in my life out so that I can help other young women and dynamic. That is what I want to do. I, you battle off in your company brand and your personal brand. I really want to expand on my personal brand in the next five or six yeah. years. So within the next five or six years, I will be um, teaching powerful women and men about the power of I am on islands around the world. Yes. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Dream big. Because they need retreat. That's Powerful good. people, they Dream need to big. retreat. Make it happen. So make it manifest it. Manifest it. And Francie? Well, I want my name brand to be recognized by everyone. The Bordeaux Griffin brand. That's yes. good. That's good. And it, and it, will. it will be. And it will be. So I think we live life in three parts. The first part is learning. All right. And that's what going to school is all about. Then the second part is doing. And that's when we build our businesses, make our businesses and make our marks. But then the third part is teaching and sharing with others on what to do, how to do, uh, where to do. And we, we live in such a changing world. Until Rapidly that's just changing. a rapid, rapid change. Every day world. is something we, different. We, we've seen it newspapers. You've seen it radio. We've seen it TV. Now we're getting ready to see it with movies, with Netflix and all of the streaming. The digital thing has just changed our world. And you've got to keep up with it because it's just a constant learn and churn. You got to sell your ads different. You got to do this different. You got, but those basic lessons that you get from your family and from school and from experience. They push you forward. Ms. Slaughter, what would you tell the next generation behind you? What business advice would you give would you give them? To never give up. Never give up. If you have a goal, set a goal, go through it. Don't let nobody stop you. I would tell them to get a mentor. Get a mentor. Get a mentor. Get several mentors in every aspect of life. And have some positivity. Positive, yeah. Yeah. It's so important to me that. When we've had the kind of experiences that we've had, that we share it and that we continue to nurture and feed, well, not with the expectation of anything in return, because that is why we're blessed. That is why we've we've had the things that we've we've had and the opportunities because somebody helped us. And don't, Somebody don't be afraid. Us. Don't, be, don't afraid be afraid to take that step. Right. Me and Hermine both want to thank you for being here. And if you do all of those things... You will win. Indigo Studio, a Chicago-centric show. The place where it starts, covering today's topics, and of course, politics. Our topics are engaging, controversial, and authentic. This is where real talk takes place. We are going to bring it out with a fresh perspective. A hip view as we just talk about it, interview about it. Let's make talk real again. Indigo Studio.